Okay, guys, welcome to Tea with Mike, episode number 22. Uh, joining me today is uh, Sean uh, Carroll. Thanks for being on the show, Sean. Thanks for having me, Mike. Okay, guys, so the tea fact of the day is after water, uh, tea is the most consumed beverage on the planet. And that comes from list25.com. So, so Sean, what's your favorite type of tea and why? Green tea. Uh, I'm a fan of green tea because it's got some health benefits. Uh, it's got health benefits like anti-inflammatory response, can help you lose weight. Um, it can actually said to help brain function, so it's my go-to. I'm not much of a tea guy, but when I drink tea, that's what I go for. Very good, and I've got some of good old uh, Yorkshire tea as I drink on literally every single episode that I've done. Yeah, let's go try that. Hmm? I should try it myself. Yeah, you can get it. I'm trying to think where you can get it. Like, uh, IDA definitely has it. And those sort of more, like, I wouldn't say, like, spe- you know, more, like, specialized stores. No, I think Walmart probably would have it. Stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Do you ever go to, like, places like, uh, you ever go to places like David's Tea or any places like that? Oh, I, the, the, this has been brought up before, but as, as of yet, I haven't been to David's Tea, even though maybe I should. Tea with Mike, and you haven't been to David's Tea. No. But, but it's called David's Tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's let's do, so do it, let, let, tell the Tea with Mike audience a little bit about you. Um, so I'm 23 years old. Um, I'm currently at RDC for a degree in sociology. Uh, outside of school, I am an amateur mixed martial arts fighter. Um, I compete in various combat sports, um, grappling, kickboxing, and specifically mm-hmm. MMA is my go-to. Uh, I've been doing martial arts for about about 12 years, and I've been competing for about four or five. Um, I train out of a Rashido Red Deer. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it, man. I'm pretty straight up. <laughs> <laughs> straight up. It's like education and MMA. Yeah. Right. So, so, uh, so let's dive in a little deeper. So, how did you kind of get started down this like MMA combat sports? Did you put in your bio sort of path? Well, uh, like most, uh, many people, I shouldn't say most, many people that join martial arts, um, it started with childhood bullying. You know, I, uh, I got picked on a lot. I was um, quite a small kid, um, kind of a weird kid. So I, I got to an age where my older brother, I was about uh, 12 or 13, and he said, hey, I'm, I'm getting too old. I can't stick up for you anymore. So, uh, you got to start doing it yourself. So he took me to this martial arts gym. I grew up in Innisfail, and he took me to this place called the Chinese Boxing Connection. It was like MMA gym. They did like kung fu, karate, jiu-jitsu there. So he cool. took me there, man. And uh, yeah, like I was never really good in, into any other sports. I wasn't. I didn't like hockey very much, anything like that. I was kicked off the baseball team. But uh, yeah, so the, my first day, I was obsessed with it, man. Um, and I've been doing it since. And then, uh, yeah, it started out as a self-defense thing. And then I just kind of, I got really into UFC when I was young too. And I, I just remember seeing it on the TV, being a little brat kid, being like, I want to do that someday. <laughs> I uh, I didn't realize the hard work it took until I got to an adult age, and that's when I started putting in the work and getting it done. It, what, what so what if you could really draw in like a little, little further, like what is it specifically do you, do you like about it? What what do you as a person like get out of it? Yeah, well I think uh, to me it's like the rawest form of competition between two people. Um, you know, when you take when you strip down hockey with from the ball and you strip down the sticks, what is it? It's nothing, right? And when you have mixed martial arts, two people competing inside of a small space, um, 
there's nothing more odd gets to that. That's the ultimate form of competition, and I believe that uh, it una- it knocks a certain part of human nature that we people tend to ignore. And I've always just wanted to access that part of me as much as I could. So, what 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 would you tell the the person on the other side of the fences like um that goes for the perspective of all it all fighting sports are like violent? Oh yeah, I, I get that argument all the time. Um, you know, like that's true. Um, it's a lot of people too, right? They see violence and it's, we were taught our whole lives. Violence is bad. You know, you're taught as a kid, don't hit. So, you know, when people see a sport with two people with gloves on that barely cover their freaking knuckles and they're trying to beat the crap at each other, I can understand where they're coming from. But, uh, yeah, like I said, to me, it's a sport, man. In ancient Greece, they were doing, you know, they were doing uh pancreation, which is basically MMA, you know, freaking they had gladiators. Like people like to see violence, man. And I think, uh, why not? I don't think we should ignore that. I think if we're gonna if we're gonna have it as a sport, it should be a very controlled way. I I believe combat sports is the ultimate sports, man. It's just my favorite. Nice. I I guess in some regards, it's it is better to have combat sports in a controlled environment with with it with it within an arena versus on the street, for example. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of uh, street fighting by any means, but I'm, I have been in a few myself, so I can't say much about that. So, so how popular right now would you say combat sports in general, MMA specifically, is in Red Deer and Central Alberta? Um, Central Alberta is crazy, man. Um, just within the last, probably within the last 10 years, I maybe want to say within the five, it's blown up. Um, MMA kind of hit Red Deer at a random time, you know, UFC was just starting, uh, like kind of just getting into it. You know, there was a lot of people that had black belts in karate and black belts in jiu-jitsu, but no one really... You know, MMA as a sport wasn't really developed. So um, now more than ever, you know, there's MMA, anywhere you go in Alberta, there's MMA gyms. We have uh, a few UFC fighters outside of Calgary that fight out of Calgary. You know, Alberta in itself for MMA has been has gotten really big. Um, you know, any city you go to, any big city you go to in Alberta, there's probably an MMA event there that you can catch once or twice a year. So I'd say it's getting pretty popular. I, and, I'd, and I'd say uh, specifically in Red Deer, like kind of echoing what you're saying, that support for it is is def is definitely growing because I personally like worked at security at MMA fights at, at the former Sheraton Hotel slash Cambridge Hotel. Yeah, it, yeah. It is not, and it's packed every time, right? Yeah, yeah. I I fought on one of those cards actually. They get they got a pretty good crowd going, you know. And when you tell people that there's fights and booze to be sold and food, they'll usually show up. So yeah, they get really they get busy. So, so okay, so so uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but but your goal is you you want to fight on the MMA card, right? Yeah, well, I have a I have a fight coming up in November. Uh, at the, the Havet World Champ, Champ Fighting Championships. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be here in Red Deer, uh, November yeah. 28th, as I think they were saying the day was. So it'll be my second time fighting uh, in my home city. So yeah, I've, I've just been kind of laying the way for that. I don't really have. I've got a Muay Thai tournament lined up in two weeks. But uh, that's just to keep me sharp until my fight. So, how, how did you fare the first time? My first fight? Oh man, yeah. uh, I was definitely underprepared. You know, uh, you tell yourself you're ready, and then you get in there, and it's everything surreal. You know, um, my first fight, I, I, uh, you know, I went in there. I was super. Con- I felt like I was super conditioned, and I went in and I seen the guy across me. And it's weird, man. My feet were all sweaty. Uh, looking around, I could hear people chanting, and it was yeah. weird. Yeah. It was, so the whole cool. environment too, right? Yeah, yeah, it kind of spooked me out, but then uh, 
first couple minutes going in and out, you know, we, uh, it was a good fight. Um, it was a hard fight. I ended up, it was a back and forth fight. It ended up getting fight of the night actually. Um, oh, nice. yeah, it got fight of the night. I, uh, ended up getting dropped in the third round. We, I was beat me and him were going back and forth. I had an upper hand in the second round and then the third round, he kicked me in the body and I, I fell back right into the fence and that was the end. But, uh, Honestly, man, it was the best experience of my life. My first fight was definitely the hardest fight of my life, and uh, it was definitely my favorite memory. And then my my close friend Connor, he fought uh, he fought that night as well. Um, he fought on the main. He was the main event on that fight, okay. and he won. I was more happy for him to win than I was myself. It was just a good environment, a great night, man. So. Okay, so so the real question is, apart from the environment, what song do what song did you choose as your walk-on song? Oh, I chose a song by a, a hip-hop artist named RZA. Uh, the song was called You Can't Stop Me Now. Um, it's really chill. It's a really slow hip-hop song, and I kind of regretted it because, like, you know, I needed to get a woken up, pick me up. I was all in the cage. I was nervous. Yeah, and I come out to this really slow, smooth <laughs> song, and I just psyched myself out. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but, yeah, it was a good time. Do you have any ideas, like, what song you'll be playing next once you get to that second fight? Oh man, you know it's I'm I, a lot of people they usually have the song picked out right there, but uh, I'm kind of the guy that I pick it the day of, you know, whatever I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah, it's not too much of a big deal for me, but I just know like, I I'm too I'm so picky with music. I'm huge into music, so I know by the time if I pick one now, by the time that time comes, maybe I'll be <laughs> sick of that song. I'll listen to it too many times. Or... Uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I, I I feel like some guys that find a bit like. They don't want to think about the music on the day. Instead, the person that's been paid to hit the buttons or whatever is hitting the buttons, and then they're like really in the in the zone, right? So it's just kind yeah, of I, interesting. The different I know, I know a few guys that walk out and they, they have their walkout music playing, but they put in uh, earplugs, so it's all <laughs> silent. I thought that was pretty weird. I thought I don't think I could do that, but but I guess that's like anything in life. You're gonna have the people that do that. And the people that pick the music on the day, and then the people that are, like try to hype up the crowd, right? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, right? Sure, man, yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I, I gotta maybe look into that, getting the crowd hyped. Maybe that'll help me a little more. How how are the crowds at MMA MMA fights? Do you find that they favor one particular person, basically whoever's got the most people there that they know? Or is it a little bit more balanced, or is it by city? Yeah, is it, is it, yeah home. If you're fighting, uh, usually if you're in a different city and you're fighting the hometown guy, they're usually going to cheering for him. Um, as far as fans at the MMA events, they vary. I like to separate them into two categories. There's the martial artists. They're there, and they're usually the ones that are sitting very quiet watching, you know. And then there's, people that are there, there's the people that are there to see knockouts, you know. They're the ones that are drinking. And it's when they Friday see the, night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when they see when they see it go to the ground, they they start booing and stuff. There, so there's two. It's a mixture of a crowd, but definitely a, a fair share of both. I would say the the loud, obnoxious drunks are the most people that are at the crowds, which is unfortunate, but it pays the bills. Right, you gotta have people in seats. Yeah, I don't mind. Some of those loud, obnoxious, obnoxious bastards are my friends too, so I I can't. <laughs> see Hopefully they don't watch this. Well, I hope they do, but. Oh yeah, I'm sure they will. So. Hmm. So, so within MMA, um, do you have anyone that's like influenced your either fighting style or motivated you to keep like going in the sport to, to the goal of uh, doing more MMA fights? Yeah, like uh, I had 
you know, favorite athletes, favorite fighters looking up to growing up? Um, you know, it always, it always varied, you know, as you get, like, when you're a kid, you like certain stuff and it goes back and forth. Um, nowadays, I don't think there's many people that, or there's many fighters that I am, like, favorites of that I could put specifically. I have so many favorite fighters, but uh, as far as, like, um, inspiration-wise, it's probably the people closest to me, like uh, my first trainer, uh, Logan Bruno. He was just, he was just a savage man. He, uh, I just remember, he went to Japan and got a black belt in Kyokushin karate. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, then he came, and he, uh, his dad was the owner of the gym that I first started at, and he was also my my head trainer. Um, just that that whole family, they inspired me to keep training. Just their uh, their respect towards martial arts and um, their attitude towards training. They were always inspirational. When even when I left Innisfail and I began training at other places, um, that kind of always stuck with me. Um, now I, you know, the people around me, guys I train with. Um, specifically, I got my my buddy Jet Grand. He's uh, 14 and 0 man. He, I could go on and on about this guy. He's uh, got some record. He's um, going to be fighting in two weeks in the European Amateur Championships. Yeah, I saw a little bit here. here uh, some of the success that he's having with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's he's killing. I've seen him fight. Yeah, he. Uh, MMA fights, right? Oh yeah, he's had a few. Yeah. He's had 14, 14 and 0. I think he is now. And uh, yeah, so training with training with him is just it's inspiring. You know what I mean? He always pushes me to do my best and. Uh, He's, you know, he's he's everything you want to be as a fighter, right? He's humble. He doesn't, I don't hear that kid ever talk about, you know, being undefeated, anything. He's, you know, he welcomed me to come train with him at his gym, and it's just been good. So, yeah, and then, of course, you know, I got my coaches, like uh, my professor, Gary Vig. He's also someone I could, I could give a shout-out to. He keeps me in line, so. We were actually talking the other day, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he's originally from England, isn't he? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. Oh, oh, he spent time in England. That's what he was telling me. I'm oh, sure yeah. I the messages a little more carefully, but... Oh, cool. I never knew that. I'm a, I, I'm on a professor and student basis with him, so oh. I haven't got I haven't got too far in his uh, personal life yet, but we'll get there. Is, is it pretty, is it pretty like, straight? Like, like, is, there, is, is there a fine line? You know, when you come into the gym there, uh, especially at Arashido, uh we, we joke around, we have fun and stuff like that, always have fun, but uh, we're, we're there all to do the same thing, we're there to work and focus on our skills, so it's not that, uh, it's not that we don't, it's not that it's all fun, strict and everything, we just, we focus, you know, we get it done, so, but uh, as far as me and Jet and my other teammates, we like to goof around outside of the gym, and yeah, it's a good time. Nice, how, how tight is the, how tight is the group, is it four or five people, is it ten, is it twelve? Uh, you know, like, um, as far as, like, the, so, is how many people are you asking, or how, like... Yeah, sure. Yeah, so, like, yeah, um, right, our jiu-jitsu well. class is huge. Our Brazilian jiu-jitsu class is just, uh, you know, about 10 to 20 people usually at a time, all all blue belts and up, you know, a few white belts, but they're all really, really good guys. Um, we got a couple, uh, quite quite a few regulars, actually, that come to the Muay Thai classes, and then our MMA classes are usually... Um, roughly like the same five to six or seven people that are just the solid fighters, you know, the ones yeah. that show up to get it done. Yeah. Also, too, with with martial arts, it's hard for me to say that because you know uh, some people take time off and then come back and then they'll train really hard. So our gym, you know, will fluctuate like most gyms fluctuates with who's there and who's not. So, but as far as Brazilian jiu-jitsu, man, you want a lot of people to roll and you want good guys. Arashi knows where it's at because there's some. I'm getting tapped every time there, man. <laughs> there, I'm. I admit to say that. That's, that's, that's my answer.
so, so, so what else? What, what else do you have time for, kind of, in your life apart from MMA and, and fighting and combat sports? Um, nothing. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> I try to. Yeah, I'm uh, really into music, man. I I like to go. I see lots of concerts as much as I can. Um, I play music. I play guitar, and I. Oh, nice. Yeah, I play bass as well. Um, honestly, man, when I'm not when I'm in school and then I'm training and I'm working, I don't have time to do anything else. Currently, I'm just working and training so in my free time if I'm not sore and trying to take it easy at home I'm usually working or training right uh I work at Harley Davidson Red Deer so oh, okay yeah it's a wicked job man I get to just you know clean bikes and uh just like see wicked bikes all day and a good atmosphere so yeah I don't do much man I'm, I'm just a fighter it's the fighter life you know eat sleep Harley train. Davidson's a fi- in the fighter's life nice yeah yeah I like it man that's the life I live uh, how long have you been at Harley Davidson Oh, just, I just started there this summer, actually. Yeah. I wasn't really working much throughout the school year, and then um, a yeah. friend of mine, a friend of mine, tried to get me hired there last year, last summer, and then um, I just said no. I'm just a little busy, blah blah. And then uh, this year, this summer, I got hired, man, and I'm glad I should have done it sooner. So I'm thinking of debating taking a year off school and um, competing as much as I can this next year because it's hard. You know, I'm, I was only competing maybe once, twice a year when I was in school, so I want to crank those numbers up. And now is the time. I'm not getting any younger, so. Yeah. So what? What? What's the can? Is it? Is there an optimal age for MMA fighting? Oh man, I wish. I wish there was, cause like, uh, you know, there'll there'll be guys that are, you know, my buddy Jet, for example, he's twenty. So yeah, twenty one, twenty two, and he is fifteen to know, right? The guy's been fighting forever. But then there's guys, uh, and he's then there's guys, you know, that are in the UFC who are champions and they're thirty eight, forty years old, and you know they've got. So it's hard to explain, man. It's really there is no. Uh, specific age I'd say where most people compete at but there is a burnout age where I think depending on how long you train you know like you take damage over your years of fighting and stuff I'd say about once you get past 35 that's when people start to hang up the gloves and call it quits but some a lot people call it earlier than that you know it's it's a hard sport on you man and get out early that's usually what people say get out early and while you're on top but that's easier said than done so how far can you go with it so like one goal is to get to the MMA fights. What happens if you become like top in the in the weights, isn't it? Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. So top, you basically what I'd have to do is so if I you know win a few fights around here, I'll be up in the amateur rankings in Alberta and then Western Canada. Then maybe go take some fights elsewhere around Canada and then become top of Canada. And you know I'm an amateur right now, right? So basically the goal as the goal as it is is to just win as much as I can, get as much experience as I can, um, you know, feel the heat and feel the pressure, and then when I'm comfortable and I feel that my skills are adaptable, I can go into pro. That's when my coaches and I will make the choice. But as of now, man, now is just you know it's the the rough copy of my MMA career. I'm trying to figure out what my style is and I'm trying to find out what my strengths and weaknesses are. And there's a lot of weaknesses, so I got a long way to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have there ever been days kind of like where you like questioned why you're doing it and what's helped oh. you stop like like yeah how do you focus the mental side just as much as the physical side yeah like my, my coach explains it best he says you know there's the there'll be the days where you're at training and you feel like you're on top and you'll you'll be killing it you know nothing seems to go wrong and then there'll be the days you come in the gym and you just can't get one thing down and it'll make you feel like crap and you know you question like you said I question why I'm doing this so um, a big thing of when I was in school, um, well, last for example, my last fight, 
Um, I was cutting weight that week. So, yeah. you know, I was like, my thing, sweating it out. I made weight. I fought. I won. And then that next two days later, I had final exams. So I was I was stressed out beyond relief, you know. And uh, I don't think it was the fight I asked why am I doing this. I asked why am I in school working and fighting at the same time. That took a really big toll on me. Um, that's when I kind of made the choice. I was like, man, if I want to really get into this MMA stuff, I got to take some time off and put put in the work. So it's kind of hard. I can't. I half-ass school go hard on MMA and then work, you know, you got to yeah. have, you got to have full potential in both. You can't just half-ass one and go full in the other. Right. So, and I didn't have the energy to do my best in school and do my best as a martial artist, unfortunately. So, so, so what's kind of, do you know what, do you know what your vision is kind of after the MMA, the fighting career? Like, you know, like, uh, I, my goal ultimately is I'd like to own my own gym one day and, you know, coach. I love coaching. Um, at my old gym I trained at, I was a, like, I coached kids kickboxing and jiu-jitsu and I loved it. Um, you know, I, I'm in school because I, uh, I want to work with kids. You know, I worked for Boys and Girls Club for a bit. And um, so probably after MMA, if I could somehow get involved with coaching and, uh, you know, bring nice. my, martial art, my martial arts and my love for working with youth, if I could bring that together, I think right. I'd be the happiest. So, yeah, that's kind of my goal. But we'll see how that goes. You know, I, I need to, before I can start a gym, I have to have the credentials, right? So I got to get that experience and get my, uh, my martial arts to the level of where people will want to train under me. Right. So nice. So, so let's, let's go from uh, fighting to music. What is some of the coolest concerts that you've ever seen? Oh God, man. Um, so I think to this day, I still say that one of my best concerts I seen live was uh, Queens of the Stone Age. I don't know if you know that band. I don't. Uh, they're Rick, really wicked alternative rock band. You should check them out. But uh, reason why that I like that concert so much is because I seen the opening band for them was this band called Deep Valley, and it's these two girls that there's these two girls there. One's a drummer, one's a guitar player, and, uh, and she plays and she sings as well. But they're just a really thrashy blues rock band, and I fucking nice. I've, I've listened to them since. So that was a good concert. Um, I went to Black Sabbath. That was really crazy. Okay. Um, yeah, that was good. Um, Tragically Hip, I seen them when I was 14 or 13. I think I was 14, and that was one of my favorite bands, right? And, of course, Gord Downey's a Canadian icon, so yep. that was that was an amazing concert. I've been to so many, men, and I can't uh, – I couldn't tell you. Couldn't. There's so many good memories. Um, I could plan to make more, that's for sure. I got none coming up, though, but – Oh, because <laughs> you're, you're focused on MMA, right? Yeah, man, it's a constant, constant struggle, right? People want to make plans. I want to make plans, but – Next yeah. thing you know, I get offered a fight, or I got a fight close to then, so I don't want to get out of my groove. I like to, I like, I like to party and have a good time. So usually, if I go to those concerts, it, I usually will won't train for a couple of days after that because I'll be feeling it. <laughs> post recovery, it's called. In yeah, the, yeah. In the training plan, post recovery. Yeah, it's part of the the hard part about being a self-destructive MMA fighter is you got to balance the two. So nice. I, uh, so, so, so my my background is in my audio and visual, so I've I've worked a lot of like concerts, I set up a lot of cool events. But the one, the only concert to date that I've been to as an audience member, right, without not actually like working, uh, uh, was Queen and Adam Lambert at Rogers. Oh, cool! <laughs> That'd be sweet. Like on the floor, like pretty close to like where all the techs have all that lighting and sound stuff. Like, it, yeah. It, it was the coolest concert, and I'll tell you why. The, not only was the music out of the blue, 
like everybody that was there was like so passionate into it like rocking out dancing and it was actually because queen is an obviously an older band there was minimal like kids there so like there were, like at the end of the concert there was like barely any litter on the floor as there usually is at concerts with beer and so if, and, and that's then that's when you know like people have had a good time because oh, they're listening cool. to the music right you know that's sweet yeah yeah so that'd be a good experience. So you work security then at a couple of concerts then too, or? Uh, yeah, I've done everything from audio visual to security, uh, stampedes, concerts, rodeos. I've done oh, a lot of like, different things, done, done events, kind of a mixed bag. And now I'm kind of transitioning into media communications, like marketing. Nice, that's sweet. And I'm building and I'm building T with Mike to hopefully create heights. Yeah, cool. you're sure. You're sure rolling, man. You got lots of followers, and people are starting to like it. So you caught my attention very quick. Uh, I remember when you first started, you had 300 followers, and now you're about double that. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's building all the time. It's kind of it's kind of exciting, you know. That's. I like doing this. My background is in acting and theater, so this is this is a good mix of lots of different things. And I honestly, when I started it, I didn't know how. I, it was a random idea that I wrote down, like on a piece of paper, and. I didn't know what was gonna like happen next, and then like yeah, it seems to be picking up traction every single day. Sometimes you just gotta go for it, man. Like uh, just take an idea and just give her, cause like, like you said, you're trying to bring back the uh, ca- casual conversation, so people like that. As you can tell, the age of podcasts, you know, who hasn't seen Joe Rogan podcast? And I know, right? Yeah, I'm right. Just, so just checking out for inspiration, like it was kind of like, how long should the? I'm just editing um, with my editor, like all of the stuff uh, like podcast and youtube so we're ne- we've nearly called up on the backlog so should be launching pretty soon so that'll help take it to new heights which is exciting yeah man that'd be awesome I'll, I'll be sure to tune in for that thanks dude yeah do you do, do you have any like kind of like switch it up for the last little bit any like questions for me while you're curious about because obviously we don't know each other that well obviously but yeah well i see you i see you at rdc what are you going to school for then i see you at the school well, I was going to school for like um, for um, media and communications. I I just uh, finished up my practicum on Friday. That's crazy. So so now I'm graduating. Oh, you're done? Yeah, I'm done, dude. Oh, good for you, man. <laughs> Lucky bastard. My second program at Redder College. So yeah, graduations on Friday, and then that's it. And then me over here, I can, I barely have the energy to get down one program. So good for you. Well, uh, you, uh, you, you kind of touched on it. You've just kind of got to um, follow your dreams. What makes you happy? What, what makes you get out of bed? For you, it's MMA fighting, as, as we know from this kind of episode and stuff. For me, it's talking to people because I'm an extrovert and I like conversation. And just having fun, marketing, social media, content creation. So do what makes you happy, I guess. Yeah, I just don't – I just know. I made a decision that I didn't want to be, you know, like 40 years old and asking myself what would have happened if I went for it. So I'm going for it. And if it burns me while it does, while I go for it, then so be it. <laughs> so what what's one piece of advice you'd give to someone that's questioning whether they should take the next step or start something new that they're curious about? Uh, let me think about this. You know, my whole life I was told you should figure out what you want to do early in your life so that later in your life you won't have any regrets, right? But one thing I found out is that early in your life you you don't know what you want to do. So how are you going to decide what you want in your future, right? 
So my advice to anyone that wants to chase their dreams or goals is just go for it because life's long and you don't want to spend it doing something you hate. You don't, you don't want to do that. So do what you like to do. Um, try to make some money off it so you can live. But as far as that is, just be happy. Do what you want to do. It's pretty simple, man. But it's easier said than done because I get pretty fucking stressed out sometimes, man. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, That's really good. Thank you. All right, guys. This was uh, Tea with Mike, episode number 22. Follow your dreams. Be happy. Just follow something you love. Start today. Don't put it off till tomorrow. This was Sean. He was great. Jab, 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 right hook. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for having right, me. Sean. Take it easy.